Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Music Lab Podcast. My name is Dog, and we are here at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. And for our first interview with the bands that we get to see this week, we are here with the Swift Drag from Austin, Texas. Guys, introduce yourselves. I'm David. My name is Will. So, you guys have been playing now for how long as a band? 2014, I think, is when we started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. 10 years, 9, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, 10 years as a band. Yeah. In this day and age, I mean, how, first of all, how, how can you last that long? <laughs> but, yeah. And then, second of all, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, talk about that. Really, we're going to get along, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, both tours. I mean, I think it's just our personalities. We are a lot alike, but we're both just really chill, uh, you know, consistent people. I think both of us, for the, as far as musicians go, especially, we're very reliable people. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we're always there early, set up, ready to go. We're definitely not dragging up the last minute. That's hard to find a lot of good members, That is a big part of it. It's probably definitely the most reliable member I've ever met. And I definitely look at too. Uh, we kind of mentioned this earlier. Will's actually one of the unicorns from Austin. It's rare that people are actually from Austin. Everybody here is from somewhere. Uh, I'm from Muskogee, Oklahoma. I'm Loki from Muskogee. Uh, just like Haggard Solomon. It's legit. Uh, and I looked out, and I actually had a band lined up when uh, I was coming down. Got down here, never had a single practice, just fizzled out. Ran into Will, and we just hit it off instantly. And here we are, you know, nine years later. You know, it's actually kind of a funny story because. Uh, it's it's, a, it's almost like a dating story we met on Craigslist. <laughs> Oddly enough, <laughs> for real, yeah. And then like Craigslist is like drone one, right? Really, yeah, like, it's also probably like the last place you really want to search for. Right. You know, like he could have murdered you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and not only that too. I mean, like just me coming down here, me and I had another band lined up. But you know, in Oklahoma, the money is in country music and religious music. And uh, I was in several bands up there, but the last one before I left, it was me and four gentlemen between 60 and 65 years old playing Indian casinos. And great money, but you're playing hacker tunes and your background music and, you know, coming down here in the band that I thought was going to turn into something just fizzled out. So I'm like, I'm sitting in a hired gun. I really want a more of a brotherhood. If I don't, you know, hit it off with the guys that I'm hanging out with, I'm not interested. And I never thought I'd be able to do it. Uh, but Will and I literally, uh, he had posted some stuff. I reached out and talked. We met at a Chinese food restaurant of all places and uh, sit down, eat. I'm like, okay, neither one of us are axe murderers, so that's a plus. Uh, at the time, <laughs> I was like, Chinese. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, at the time, I was like building drums and, and restoring drums and stuff as well. And so we, he mentions he actually was making these things out of vintage suitcases called gypsy kicks. And he's like, I've got a gypsy kick kit set up in the house. You want to come back and jam? And, uh, yeah, that's where it all starts. It's not making drums like I don't actually have a drum kit at home, but it's like, <laughs> have this uh, thing that you can play on, you know, we can... We got through it! Yeah, it was like enough to like see if we could, you know, work out together to play in, so and, and it was fun. And I'm sure he was surprised, like, because, like I said, he wasn't sure about, you know, uh, playing in a two-piece band. I was like, I was like, and I was pretty, at the time, confident, and because I had kind of been working out for the sound of what is now the Swift Track for quite some time, and, uh, and you know, I had some demos put together, and, so I had the materials, let us play around and see how this goes, and you know, I think it worked out. So, so um, you, you said you were talking, you 
built, like, do you still do that then? Or I dabble. I do more restorations. There was a time when I was, yeah. It's more restorations now. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, kind of the way it went down is I was touring and you get into the high-end drums and I'm playing some DW Collector series and then you get into some other stuff. And um, I was doing multiple gigs. I actually met my, my wife doing like a Vegas-style show at one of the colleges in Oklahoma. Uh, full costume changes on the, in the wings, you know. I mean, like legit process. My wife's actually a dancer, choreographer, did all the choreography for the show. Um, so it was, she's super artistic, but it was crazy. So I needed a second kid, so I'm looking at drums and just really couldn't find something that I liked. Uh, and at the time, everybody building custom drums. It was six ply colors, just the industry standard. Everybody uses it. So kind of down and I find that a uh, drum manufacturer that's making four ply shells. And so I did that for a little while, but again, kind of backed out a bit. I went from that to uh, the classic stuff. I got into the 70s Ludwigs, the three-ply maple, and uh, and actually, since we're on drums, yeah. so my kit that I play now, yeah. it, that was my it, 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 it's a custom kit that I built, it's a 30-inch bass drum. So it's actually a 1962 Ludwig marching kit that I built a whole kit around. It's our third member. Yeah, it's basically our third member. So <laughs> when we walk in shows, I get So we'll see this morning. Yes, no, absolutely. Oh. When I walk into gigs, I get one or two responses, either like, Holy hell! I don't remember you guys now. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like like any good band, you gotta have that signature. Yeah. Right? You know, it's really as a, as a two piece. It's like having something. You know, right. it's yeah. You got the like oh, it's a two piece band. You know, but then it's got this you know, kind of memorable piece to it. Yeah. So, like, well, I don't know if you guys are fans of my morning jacket, but like they used to have like a stuffed bear on. Yeah. 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 Like our our trademark, you know. Definitely, I have yet to, all the years I've been playing music, run into another band's playing a 30 inch kick drum. So, yeah. You see a lot of 26s, that's, you know, and a drum size. What's really funny is that the first time we ever brought it up before, because he refinished the kit that yeah. we were using, yeah. um, the first time we ever used it, and I was like, man, I was like, yeah, he brought it and used it as a tom, a floor tom. And literally, we had like a 30 inch gigantic yeah. like floor tom on stage, and people were like, what is going on? You know, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah. I had to use guitar stands to actually keep it off the ground. It was like, I, I just had to break something up. It was kind of crazy, but hey, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, that was a YouTube video. I don't know if it's still on the top, but it was on forever. And it's it's natural. It's like, I'm, I'm strict about painting yet. I don't do wraps on anything. I'm all about, you know, custom finishes. So everything's painting. So. so do you have then your your design or your uh, the band's logo then on your drum kit? Yeah. 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 Can't drop more than eight other than the head. Right. Yeah. right. We've gone through a few variations of that. Yeah. <laughs> this one actually, we're, you'll probably see it together from the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's the venue calling out? Oh, the North Door. North Door. Yeah. 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 Which, oddly enough, I actually work there too. Kind of a weird thing. <laughs> Where we actually just talk about Yeah, tell the audience, like, so on your way uh, here. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, well, being from Austin, I've worked in the music industry for, I guess, now. Uh, and various venues, music venues in Austin. So I've been through the South by you know, experience, experience on right. both sides. Yeah, uh, of, as being musicians, the low end hate, right? the low end hate. Yeah. But, um, and uh, obviously, since this is you know now we're not post pandemic, but um, I lost both of my jobs as as bartender at music venues when it brought back close down. But this is a venue that I actually worked at previously that it reopened post COVID, so it's not cool. Okay, different location. Um, it's actually right around the corner from where it used to be, but a really cool, intimate room. It's actually a really great size for us yeah. to do. Like we like the kind of like tight, you know, little little smaller rooms that people can kind of back in. Right. Sure. And what's what's that called? Uh, so it's the North Door. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Sweet. Yeah. So um, 
So yeah, to tell tell the audience again more about like growing up in Austin, like what this what this place means to you, what this city means to you, you know, how it's changed, you know, just man, Austin has tremendous. You have twenty exponentially exponentially as it's well I've seen it in the ten years. Yeah, you know, I've only been here five days a year, so I like I was yeah, before we when we just met a little bit ago, obviously I mentioned like I where we are physically right now is like exactly where I grew up and Change. I was, we were driving on the street, and I was like, I, was like, I don't even recognize the neighborhood that I grew up in. <laughs> like, how crazy is that, right? It is crazy. Um, but yeah, so um, the Austin is, um, you know, obviously from it's kind of weird to have this perspective of being here, but I have a lot of other people's perspective because everybody comes to the South by this big way, you know, and like people kind of have this image of Austin, and it, it um, I love and hate it. It's, it's an amazing city to be a musician in, and you can work at shops and you can be an amazing musician. There's like literally, you know, worldwide talent in the city, which is insane. Right. Uh, nice to match. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, um, but it's also, it's easy to get stuck in this town. Like, most of the people that do really well out of Austin get out of Austin and come back. Sorry, um, there's a little bit of a tiny bit of jadedness yeah, you know, sure. being uh, in the city, but uh, you know, just being honest about it. Is Gary Clark Jr. a good example of that? 100%, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A ton of, yeah, a ton of bands. Yep. Yeah. Gary Clark is amazing. Yes, he is. And, uh, but yeah, you know, it's like I, I really like sat working at a venue watching amazing musicians every single night of the week, and like it was super inspiring for me to get up on stage. Um, and I was kind of a late bloomer as far as. Deciding to do music like you know full time, right. and um, but that was a huge inspiration of working on a music venue that had like just amazing time. So, but yeah, it's like I said, it's um, people come here and it's like, oh yeah, you know, like Austin is the place to be, live music capital of the world. You know, unfortunately, the city hasn't held on to that moniker like it should and supported it in a way that it should. You know, but. Um, it hasn't supported no, it. No, it, it really yeah. hasn't. When, when you can't afford to live in your own right. city, that's a huge problem. And obviously, that's nationwide. Right. Like, it's, it's especially, it's more important here because it's such the lifeblood of the city. Like, right. if you don't have bands like you guys, then what is Austin? Like? Yeah, it's, it's, right. It's, I hope that it can, you know, hold on to that in some way. I and mean, there's always going to be, you know, music videos in Austin, but I do, I know a ton of musicians that have moved. Had to move out of Austin because, right. you know, because the affordability and you know, major use have collapsed and all of that. You know, and that makes it happen everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's just like a, a regular like nine to five. Like, you know, right. if your commute now becomes an hour and a half yeah. instead of right. you know ten minutes. Yeah. So it's, it is anyway, it's a great city. I love it. I mean, like where else can you go play five nights a week? You know, and, and obviously uh, we don't do that, but uh, but I have. So, I mean, what does the city mean to you? You know, I've been here about 10 years, not, yeah, 19 years. I mean, like I said, he was the first band, first official band that I joined when I got down here, so yeah, about nine years I've been here. And I actually live in north of Boston, in a town called Leander, so I'm a suburb guy. Um, you know, I come down, it's funny, you know, doing the check in for Southline and everything, being downtown last night. It's like, he's right, there is a lot more buzz in the city now than uh, there is year round. Like, where we're sitting there, there's just people everywhere. Horns honking, all the you know, all the turn lanes are closed, and it's like this feels like New York. Like this is this is not feel like Austin. It's it's right. Right. It is, man. Right. And which is great. There's people everywhere. Um, but uh, to me, it's 
pretty much he wrapped it up. It's just one of those cities that does have that iconic music mentality about it. And, you know, uh, anywhere that you, that someone hears Austin, they instantly make music, you know. And that's great. That's a big reason that I came down here as well. I mean, my father-in-law coaches football at Austin High. And uh, that's how we ended up down Yeah. Uh, so it's just... How's the news Not well. My wife and I, again, her being a dancer, choreographer, me being a musician, you know, trying to choose, do we want to stay close to one set of grandparents or the other when we're, you know, having a child? It's like, Austin is really calling our name, you know? So, I mean, that's, uh, that mentality is definitely there. Like you said, you can play music, you know, and they're doing it somewhere every night of the week. So, you know, if you're a music lover, you can definitely find somewhere to get out and see some live bands for sure. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So, let's talk about the band itself, right? We know we've been around for 10 years. Musically, what do we have in the pipeline? What uh, you know? What's the touring schedule looking like for the next three months? You know, give us give us kind of a lowdown on that. We are slow to produce music, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, we're really. Big but that doesn't affect your live show. No, 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 absolutely, yeah. We are. I'm 100. We're live band. Like, yeah. That's um, you know, that's kind of the. You've listened, I've listened to a lot of different duos and you know and, and the recording and the more produced thing, you know. And a lot of them go the route of like um, kind of a developing sound that's a little outside of the, the live two-piece band situation. And we pretty much stuck pretty like true to like as a two-piece band, like we're gonna our recordings kind of reflect that. Yeah. You know, like this Are you recording them live then? Uh, last thing we recorded, uh, we did track live. Actually yeah. last two recordings we did yeah. track live, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, so pretty much that you know, I think we did some that captures the energy, yeah. yeah. And that's I, what we what was important to us, you know. Um, because I feel there's that, yeah, like you know, getting to it and going in and playing to a click track just doesn't quite fit yeah. our vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we, we released, um, obviously, COVID kind of put a damper on things as far as release stuff. We had um, an EP that's out now, which was supposed to come out in 2020, yeah. it was basically on the back burner. Uh, we released a single that came out on Seven Inch Vinyl right around 2020, uh, literally like the month, uh, the week before South by 2020, which basically everything like shut off. Right? We had what did, five or six shows that week. Six shows. It was something crazy. Canceled, we, right? we played Friday night the first show, and then Saturday morning shut out. Everything was done. We were going. We were going to go, really? and then they canceled like the, and then it was yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah. And it was almost a year of the day, and I will give props. Uh, to kick butt coffee because uh, that was one of the last venues that we played at, and they actually did some live streaming and some stuff around the year. Uh, yeah, uh, it was you know not open the public, which is kind of weird playing a room that used to be full of people, and it's literally you know you and the staff. Uh, but at the same time, you know, kudos to them for keeping that ball rolling because a lot of people did not have that possibility. That I, I I I listened to some interviews of bands who did live streams, and they said it was like the worst experience. Like there's no audience, and like you know you might have like your family, like right. maybe, but, like it was the uh, worst experience. You know, we still had fog and lights. And 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 you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even we play, man. I mean, in Austin, it, is, it really is a, a mixture of a crowd. You don't know if it's gonna be a packed room or. It might be somewhere you expect there to be a full room, yeah. and there's seven people there, you know. But regardless, I mean, I feel like we're doing it across the board. Like, yeah. we literally, our mentality is we show up in half. And I mean, I think that that comes across. I mean, people tell us that all the time. But, uh, you know, regardless of how you're doing it, you show up and bring it, like you said. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, so we released that recording um, back, I guess it was July last year, I believe, um, finally after, you know, felt right to release it. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've got quite a bit of material that we're working on right now. Um, probably have a single that we were really close to releasing for South by, we just didn't quite get it there. Yeah. Uh, but what's that and Can you tell us what it's called? It's called Wanted. Wanted. Yeah. Wanted. And what's the song? Um, it's kind of a weird it's, it's about a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's about, well, yeah, it's like, I'm not, not like a, like, a very, and I'm not even like, I'm, like a, I'm not a comic person, but it's, it's like basically like, not like a, an actual, like a, a superhero that we can name, right? Um, it's more of a fictional, like, I don't know. It's metaphor. A, metaphor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like, um, you know, just someone coming to save you kind of thing, situation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, super, yeah, yeah. Yeah. not super deep, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be kind of fun, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've we've talked about the thirty-inch high. Um, so tell people like what what to expect if they come to see you for a live show. Like what you know, like, you kind of talk about the energy, but like yeah. you know, what what really. Um, what if I'm going off that? I'm going on people's reaction. Yeah, so it's versus like my children, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's usually like, wow, you, you guys don't sound like you're the only two people. Right? Yeah. That's, that's usually the reaction. That is a huge compliment, yeah. by the way. And, really? that's, and that's, yeah. it's super compliment to me. And I was yeah. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, to be honest, like I spent a lot of time coming up with the sound of this thing and, like, you know, creating you know, the pedal chain that I have and the amps that I use and, like, trying to, like, um, you know, create this really full sound and, and how I play the guitar and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of all like comes together to create a sound. And uh, I'm glad that people recognize that. Right. I like to call it a little pedal wizard. That's just my own terminology. Because the drummers, again, always come up talking about the bass drum and then all the guitar gear heads come up to Will and like, oh, what's that pedal? What was the sound I was hearing? Was it, you know, what are we doing? So, I mean, he's got a pretty unique setup that, you know, gets a lot of attention from people that are, you know, guitar gear groups. So I will say that he started out late, like playing. When how when did you start playing drums, my friend? Man, I started playing. Like, got you? Yeah, I started playing when I was thirteen. My mom and dad gave me my first kid when I was thirteen. I actually grew up with a couple of guys that are in Nashville now, and I will say, uh, definitely, I was lucky in life with this. It was two guys. Both their parents were also musicians, mm-hmm. uh, so they were kind of second generation. And my advice to any young musician is play as much as you can. Uh, you can't buy experience; you have to earn it. So, you know, from the time we're in middle school, we're doing talent shows. And so I'm kind of getting that band experience from a young age. Uh, you know, again, growing up in Oklahoma, religious music is a big thing, so I was able to play in churches a lot, things like that. So kind of having a broad range, a diverse background. Uh, there's the Oklahoma Blues Hall of Fame, not too far from my hometown. I saw something just last night about a story on this one. Uh, so the, the Blues Hall of Fame, every October, the first week, uh, of the month, they'll do the Dust Till Dawn Blues Festival. So it's like a three day event, and a lot of these blues guys do not travel with bands because there's just not the money there to, you know, to be on the road. So I've been you know, gigging in Tulsa at the time, I haven't had my drums with me. I go to this event, and uh, another cool thing about the Hall of Fame is every Sunday they would do a potluck dinner and an open jam. So there's all these people, like uh, uh, Beastie Banner is a, yeah, an old blues man, he's passed away now, but his wife Selby was uh, at the time one of the Hall of Fame. And, uh, so she, you know, she kind of orchestrated this whole deal. So I met a lot of cool people down there just hanging out and you know, getting some experience. Well, I'm down at this festival, and the gentleman Bear is another drummer that, you know, we kind of, we were the drummers in the area, we'd swap it back and forth. And uh, he was like, hey, man, you got your drums? Like, I, I can't sit in with those people that are asking. And I was like, sure. So 
break out my drums. I was thinking with like five or six people over the weekend. I had no idea what the other where you just jump up and play some blues charts and break it off, you know? I come off stage one time and he goes, hey, you know who that was? I'm like, I have no idea. He's like, that's Watermelon Slim. I'm like, who's Watermelon Slim? <laughs> Do you feel like you kind of have a grasp on the business side? Oh, God. 
<laughs> I feel like I do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's like, right. I mean, man, the music industry, it, there's so many avenues, you know, as far as the music industry itself, you know, like, um, I, I, like I said, I kind of focused a lot on the sync licensing world the last couple of years, and so I learned about that whole industry. It's, it's literally a whole... An industry within itself. Within itself, you know, and, um, obviously a lot of parallels to the, to the rest of the music industry, you know, I feel like, like he said, I mean, that break for him specifically, I saw a huge growth in Will just through that time. Just things he was able to pick up on because he had that time to be able to do it. I spent a ton of time in production too, so that's Okay. Yeah. So, so I produced, you know, produced the stuff that we the original EP that we released. Um, yeah. We went into a studio and just kind of live tracked everything and I took all the tracks on them and mixed and, and, and released it. And I definitely have grown as a producer, mixing engineer since that time. Okay. Um, Actually, the EP that we put out just recently um, was mixed and engineered by another person. It was nice to kind of like get out of that scene and let somebody else kind of like produce it and kind of put the sound together. Um, so we're really happy with that. But I'm also kind of starting to get back into the stuff. The one that we're going to release soon is, is produced by me. So, are we expecting that a full album, or is it going to be an EP, or um, like, what, what can we expect? Probably will be an EP. EP. Yeah. So, okay. And I've also noticed too that out al- that albums that have come out in the past year and albums that we reviewed, we I feel like bands are starting to front load those albums, like with the like right. you know, which some of bands have done that in the past, but like I feel like it's more like of a emphasis now because of to your point, the rest it's all single driven now, it's not you know. I just thought you know that vinyl surpassed CD sales for the first time that they ever. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Or like since the night. Since the yeah, since the yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't put a CD on the CD player in a really long time. Yeah. We kind of put all the rounds. We're calling them uh, coasters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, but like CD, like, like CD Baby, like the distributor, they're constantly saying like CDs are people are still buying CDs, and I guess people are still buying CDs. I, I don't know when the last. I don't time. know anybody. Who is. I don't know one person that's bought a CD. So let's end with this question. Yep. Since we're in Austin, you guys are you know kind of pretty much from this area. Yeah. The last ten years, your favorite venue to play in Austin. Ooh. So many have changed. Well, maybe one in the past and one current. I would say my favorite venue that we've played uh, when we we had our our first EP release was at uh, Mohawk Indoor. I really like, for us, like I said, I mentioned earlier, like a smaller intimate space is really great. But oh, it's like, it's, the indoor is like really small, but it also has a big stage, so you get the big stage vibe, but also the intimacy, you know, and I really like that. That one sticks out to me as far as like, yeah. My previous, maybe, there was a place on Rainy Street, when the Black Rocks, oh, yeah. Black Rock was a fun show. We had, we had a fun story there. Uh, in his backyard? Or no, no, the inside. Like, in front of Yeah. 
before. Just, yeah. It kind of was like a, uh, what happened? Like, say, like a, it was like a speaker box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a cool sound. Yeah, Black Card was out So, what happened? Uh, this is news to me that Black Card was out there. Well, it's been gone for so many years, yeah. The same, all lots of stories. Yeah. So, yeah. That backyard was a little shack stage. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, yeah, that's sad. Is the Scoot Inn still around? Is that still there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, that's a great venue too. It's out there. Yeah. I saw some great shows there. I saw a band that I really like. There's some some crossover as far as sound goes with a band called Rainbow. I've heard of them. Yeah. If, if, if you look, yeah. If you like what we're doing, you definitely like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw Rainbow Kitten Surprise at, at Scoot. At Scoot. Oh, yeah, for. Um, Lagunitas' day party, so it was free Lagunitas for four hours. We were feeling really well. Everyone was good over that. Guys, oh, you yeah. okay. okay. Spider Ass is probably one still open, but that's because Spider Ass. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where's that at? Uh, it's like Central, it's like Central Street 29, I think. Okay. okay. And we're off campus. They may go down the We just recently played the outdoor ring. We've done the indoor several times. Outdoors, kind of surprised they had a kick and light shit going on. Yeah. Like a back time, yeah, I was kind of shocked. Yeah. It was a bunch of cool when you yeah. I, I like the Continental. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite. Yep. Um, yeah, I, just because again, it's, you feel the history of the world. Amazon's is pretty good too. Um, I haven't been to the Threadgills before they closed. You ever been Threadgills? That was a good spot. We saw the Lucius there. Oh, cool. I know that's good. Yeah, they, uh, I think they're just coming back together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Yeah, the old, the old Red Hills, which was right over here, finally closed to the original. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say something. So there's one thing I was going to say. Right. Um, we're talking about venues. You mentioned a venue. And I'm not even from before that. The Red Hills? Um, I was Anyway, yeah, cool. I've sure you got lots of stories. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be Uh, 2013, so 10 years ago. Yeah, I was, I was going to throw out a menu just out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah, 10 years ago was my, was my time. So, yeah. Well, guys, this is great. Thank you so much. The Swift Drag guys. Um, this has been the Music Lab Podcast. Peace and one love. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Raw Outfitters, we are an independent family-owned clothing company for all ages. Check out our inventory of shirts and hoodies at www.raroutfitters.com and follow our social media pages. Don't just wear... Come on over to Roosterstone.com, where you can book the band for any event you can imagine. Acoustic, full band, whatever your event may require. You can also email us to take online music lessons at an affordable monthly price. Don't forget to download our original music and like, follow, and subscribe to Roosterstone across all social media platforms. Keep rocking out at Roosterstone.com.